Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. Listen in as we connect with other creative entrepreneurs and have real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Owning a creative business doesn't have to be confusing or overwhelming, and you don't have to go at it alone. It's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. Today, Joyce and I will be chatting about your first five steps that you can take in your business. Before we get started, I wanted to read a review from one of our sweet listeners. The title is called New Morning Go-To. Love, love, love this podcast. I've been an audiobook listener for many years, and this is the first podcast I've ever listened to, and it has become my go-to on morning and evening commutes. I love how personable and relatable Diana and Joyce are, and I'm constantly inspired by them and all of the amazing guests they bring on. As someone who's in the early stages of thinking about starting a side business, this is a great resource, and I will definitely continue to be a regular listener. Thank you for all that you do to make this podcast happen. Thank you so much. We definitely love creating these content for you guys, and we love listening and hearing that you love the content that we put out there. If you haven't yet left us a review, please do that before we jump into this podcast episode. And now let's get started. Okay, so who's ready for step one? I am. My hand is <laughs> Can't see me. Sometimes I forget we are not on video, but my hand was raised. But step one out of the five steps that we're going to share with you is to actually own it. Own that you are a creative business owner. When someone asks what you do, say that you are a calligrapher, say that you're an illustrator, say that you're a watercolor artist, a small business owner, an online shop owner, whatever you like assign yourself, right? Whatever title that you assign yourself, you just have to own it. And the first time that this actually happened to me, I was in line at Target. I think it was like a Tuesday at 10 a.m. So they were curious of why I wasn't at work, right? I wasn't at a nine to five. And it was a complete stranger, obviously checking me out. Checking me out of the line, not like, whoa, that got weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they were helping me. I thought I thought that's what you were saying at first. I, I was like, wow, that's I, when a personal I, when I detail. Thought about it, they were checking me out, y'all. No, uh, you know the checkout line. <laughs> they asked like, whoa, you're not at work. Like day off? What do you do? And I said I was a calligrapher. And at that point in my business, I could have said, you know, I'm a instructor, I run workshops, I have an online course, but I actually thought I was taking the easy way out by saying, oh, I'm a calligrapher to this stranger who was processing my products. I I don't know, (laughs) checking me out. Um, (laughs) I thought that was the easy way out. But actually, that person ended up not knowing what calligraphy was, and I had to explain it. But that's all good, because now there's someone out there that knows what calligraphy is, and I owned it you know, it was a complete stranger. Mm. And they, it's good for me that it was a complete stranger because even though I was a little bit nervous and in my brain, I was going like 90 miles an hour, like, what do I say? Do I just say like my old job title? You know, it was great that it was a stranger because the next person that they check out, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) They're not, they're going to forget about me already. Right. Unless I come back the next day and it was Target. So I probably did come back the next day. But it was just great practice for me with the stranger. And it got easier after that. But I had to get Mm -hmm. that first one out of the way, Tuesday, 10 a.m. out of Target. But my whole point is to own it. And even though it's scary, just say it the next time someone asks you, and then it's going to get easier. Totally. It's actually funny because when I first, I don't know if it was my very first time, but one of the first times I shared that I I have an online shop is kind of how I first started. But I was going to a junior college for a few years. And then I transferred to my graduate college, I suppose, where I graduated. 
And in the first day of class, we played uh, Two Truths and One Lie. I don't know if you guys know that game, but you basically share two truths and one lie about your life. And uh, one of the truth was that I have an online business or I have an online shop. And my lie was that I was a pro skateboarder because I did skateboard around school and, and campus. So I had my skateboard with me. So a lot of people thought that was truth, which is hilarious. But a lot of people actually thought that I was lying about the online shop. So that was my truth. And I kind of introduced myself like that. And the crazy thing is the girl who sat in front of me, she worked at a like a cute brick and mortar shop in Long Beach. So she was like, oh, what do you sell? Like, I would love to see some of your art. I'm a buyer for the brick and mortar shop in Long Beach and stuff. So that was pretty cool. I feel like, see, you just never know what will happen if you own what you do. So you just want to share about that. No, I love that because. You you just never know. Like, what if that person that sat next to you um, had a friend who, for me, like this has happened. The person that has sat next to me had a friend who works at like a tech company, and then I get hired to do a private calligraphy workshop for a tech company where I could charge a lot more money than I would at a public workshop. Right? You just never know until you say it out loud. It's so true, and I think when you own it, like the thing that people don't realize is that when you want. Something I think people only think about what they want. Like, oh, my goal is to make six figures. My goal is to be a full time business owner or whatever. But like, in order to get to that goal, you have to be that person. You have to step into what that person would do if they were a six figure business owner or a full time business owner, whatever that dream is for you. And the first step to becoming is owning it. So I love that we're starting off with this point. Okay, you just reminded me with the thing where I said that I pay. I think we had a money episode. Maybe it was them or a mindset. Oh, it was the mindset episode. With Andrea. Mm, yes. Like, no, Southwest. I pay extra parking and I pay extra early bird check in with Southwest because next level Joyce doesn't have to wait until she's in group C. And then yeah. I was calling you out. So I'm and glad to hear that you now pay for. I do. I do. You Look have influenced me. I'm affecting people. Look at that. I love it. Okay. So what's our second step? So my second step, which is actually really practical, is establish your offering. So I would ask yourself, what is something that you currently love to do or would eventually love to do? And then after you figure that out, do your market research. Are there other businesses out there that are doing what you're doing or want to do or something similar? Is there competition out there? And if you do find competing markets, that's a really good sign because that also means that there is people out there willing to buy from your competitors or future competitors. So that's really great. And then once you do your market research, I would say, ask yourself, how can you make your offering unique from the marketplace? Why should people buy from you instead of market number X, Y, and Z? So I would definitely think about establishing your offering. It's a little bit, you know, processing, like internal processing, like what are you good at? What do you love to do? What would you enjoy doing in the future? Like there's a lot of like internal processing that I think needs to happen when you start your own business. I think people think of business as like making money, making sales and stuff like that. But it really has a lot to do with you because you are the person that is going to carry out this business. So you have to make sure that it works for you and you want to make sure that the offering that you're establishing you know, kind of works with that too. So that would be my first tip. I think that that definitely is important. I think it's also really important that when you are, you know, establishing your offering, that you really feel confident in it. And that is going to show up in how you sell or share that offering. So 
I know that for a lot of people, like sales and showing up is scary. But just to like tag on to what Diana said, after you find your offering, really think about if it is something you're really excited about, something that really fires you up, something that you're super, super confident about, because then that confidence is going to translate into how you present it to the world and how you sell it. And your offering can change over time. You can add, you can take away, you can expand. But just with your initial offering in business and every offering going forward, just make sure it lights you up. Okay, so once you establish your offering and process through all the things that I said earlier, the second step would be know your target audience. A quote that I heard, I can't remember exactly where, but it was really good. It basically the quote says, if you aim to attract everybody, you will attract nobody. So figure out who your people are and only speak to those people. And if it helps, maybe just start with one person that you would love to work with. Maybe it's someone that you know personally, or maybe it's a fictional person. Maybe you have, you know, someone that you look up to that you would love to work with one day. Write down everything and anything you can about that person and write down like, why do you want to work with this person? And how could you attract someone like this? So think about what will attract that person to buy your products or services. Once you figure out what will attract that person, make sure that you appeal to that person only. So if you really know who your ideal customer is, it also means knowing who your ideal customer isn't. You're not trying to please everyone. We talk about this all the time. You're not guacamole. You're not trying to please everyone and get, you know, everyone to like like you and buy from you. You just want to attract your target audience. So who is that? Figure that out. Although actually I do know one person who doesn't like guacamole, which I don't know what's up with that person, but. (laughs) I have a girlfriend who, she's not allergic to seafood, but she hates seafood. And Mm. I'm just like, you're so lucky that there are other reasons that we're friends. Well, because I don't understand. A lot of people don't grow up with seafood. I think that's more of a common thing. I She's Asian. She's also Filipino. Well, that's no excuse. It is her choice. (laughs) Michelle. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but so lucky we have other things in common. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) But yes, all about knowing your target audience. I think that it's really important for you to figure this out when you're starting. But I understand that the mindset when you're first starting your business is kind of like, oh, you just need the business, right? And so you think that appealing to everybody is going to help you because you're not leaving someone out on the curb, so to speak. But that's not how you really build a brand. That's not how you really build a reputation of what you're known for. You kind of want to be polarizing. You don't have to be as polarizing as like cursing and calligraphy. Sheena, I was just looking for a way to put Sheena in this episode. (laughs) You don't have to be as polarizing as that because some people are offended by it. I'm not. You know that I effing love you, Sheena. Um, So it doesn't have to be to that level. But speaking to one person is going to mean that someone else is not being spoken to, like Diana said, and that's okay. That's how you find your people. That's how you build fans versus trying to serve everybody. At the end of the day, you're going to get tired trying to serve everybody. Yes, I like how you use the word fans. That's good. That's a good one. I was also just trying to get Sheena in here. I'm like, (laughs) how can I add her in the episode? (laughs) Love it. Okay, so my final tip, at least from my end, is you got to get legit. If you have your offering, you figured out your target audience, make sure that your business is ready to go. You know, you don't want to have to worry about, oh, am I doing this legally? Or am I like, you know, working under the table? You don't want to have those thoughts because those are the things that are going to stop you from growing. 
So make sure you do your research. We really don't want to, I mean, I don't want to speak for Joyce, but I personally do not want to give advice around this because every state, city even have different regulations. And honestly, this is like, this is the part you should do on your own as a business owner. Make sure you look it up. What kind of businesses or sales licenses or whatnot do you need? Um, and then of course, try to figure out how to create a website. There's so many resources out there now, like creating a Squarespace is so easy or a Shopify if you have a products uh, based service. And then figure out, yeah, just whatever you need, um, whether you need an LLC, whether you could wait on that, DBA, all of that good stuff. So do your research and get legit is my last tip. Here's something that I hear often um, from my own clients as well as people in like my membership. Well, you know, I saw so-and-so not do this. I saw so-and-so collect payment from Ven. Venmo? Yeah, Venmo. I saw uh, so-and-so not add sales tax and they're in the same state as me. I saw so-and-so. I don't care about so-and-so. <laughs> like, let me, let me tell you that. It doesn't matter. Look at your own business and I'm pretty sure that you want to be like, you want all your ducks in a row. You want all the things in place properly. Like, okay, what are the chances that the, the IRS or whatever, if you're in the States, are going to look at you and shut down your small business if you didn't collect one thing of sales tax. I don't know. I'm just, who knows what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that's very extreme, right? Like, it's very low chance of that happening. But don't you just want your back covered? Like, it goes back to step one, own that you're a business owner. And what does a business owner do? They make sure that they're protected and that their business is protected. So after doing your research, like Diana said, stop kind of comparing that what so-and-so is or isn't doing, you don't know the back end of their business. You don't know if they are financially sound, if they have their contracts and policies and terms and conditions in place. Just worry about you, but also make sure that all of your ducks are in a row. That, yeah, oh man, that's something I hear all the time. Like, well, I saw like this other shop not do that. I don't care about that other shop. You're my client. I I care about you That's not a good standard to follow. Yeah, so- and I know it's like, here's another thing too. I'm trying to think back of, you know, when I first started, I think that maybe some creatives in business do this because they're not sure how long they want to be in business, if they want to be in business, or they are just keeping themselves small and saying that, but they actually do want to be in business. So there's a little bit of a mindset thing here too, but it can come from that. You can say like, oh, well, I just wanted to see if I like it for a little bit. That's totally fine. Just make sure that you're still following like the rules of your state, your county, your country, wherever you're located. Just because you're trying it doesn't mean that you're not exchanging money for goods or services. So there's going to be some kind of thing there that you need to report or have some kind of license in place. So the last step that we have for you kind of tying all of the last four together is to take action. So we've given you some steps here in this episode, but also in previous podcasts, right? And our goal is not to just have this information floating out there, but our goal is to have you feel confident in your business, to know what your next steps are, and to actually implement what you're hearing on the Modern Creative Podcast. So the last step for you, if you're just starting your business, is actually to take action. Put yourself out there. Implement all of the things that you have just heard us speak about in this episode. Because if you are just collecting this information, but not taking action, you're not really going to be in business or you're not going to start your business. 
research and all this gathering that you're doing is not action. So think about it in really small steps of what are the one to three things that you can do today or this week that will help your business? Is it going down to City Hall and getting your business license? Is it, you know, filing for your DBA or your fictitious business name? Is it spending an hour or two to really write out who your target audience is and how you think that you can market to them? Any of those things are actionable things that you can start doing this week. The whole point, though, is that you take action. So just to repeat what we spoke about, the five steps that we suggest when you're first starting your business are to own it, to establish your offering, to know your target audience. You're not going to be for everybody, nor should you be. To make sure that you are legit in wherever you live in the world, and that's going to be different for everyone, so do your research. And to take action. So we hope that you found these tips helpful and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.